0: Welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead
1: pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. We have, we have made church so noisy that we don't take time to reflect. We don't give time to reflect. We want the praise and worship <laughs> To be loud, to be vociferous, to be noisy, and there's not a lot of time taken to reflect on the Lord. i got to tell you, there's, there's, there's lots of times that I would just love to go, can we go back to acoustic? Can we just go back to those days when it was just... One person with an acoustic guitar just leading Jesus, Jesus, whoa, whoa. And there was room to reflect. And I'm not, I'm not speaking against a style of music. I'm speaking about time for reflection. Time to really connect with the Lord. Are you tracking with me? We're going to do that. This morning, we're going to do that. There's an interesting little nugget that is lost in the middle of Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. And and it's funny because everything around it is talked about, but that little nugget I've never heard anybody talk about. I would like you to see that nugget with me. Go with me, would you please, to Acts chapter 2. And I'm going to kind of walk you through this and then we're going we're gonna to look at the nugget. Everybody go to Acts chapter 2. The sermon starts off with, and they were all in, together in one place, in one accord. And there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And tongues of fire sat upon each of them. And they all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, they were in an area of Jerusalem where a large crowd could gather. I know there are many people that think it's the upper room. I think Scripture gives a little clearer that they probably were in the Temple Mount but wherever they were at, this large crowd began to gather of thousands of people. And as they gathered, they began to see what they were doing, and the crowd began to say, These guys are drunk. Are you kidding me? They're drunk. And Peter stood up and said, uh, No, these are not drunk as you suppose. It's only what? Nine o'clock in the morning. Now, if you have the Old King James, it says the third hour, which the the day began with 6 a.m. was hour one of the day, okay, and they counted forward from there, and so like the sixth hour would be noon, right? Okay, it's only the third hour, it's only nine o'clock in the morning, these guys aren't drunk, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he quotes the prophet Joel. Then he talks about King David. Then he talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. And then look with me at verse 22 as he's preaching this message. And he says to them, men of Israel, hear these words which Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you, by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Where's the nugget? The nugget is right in there when he says, "Then this, he says, don't you know? Jesus is a man attested to you by God.
0: Jesus is attested to you by God.
1: Literally, the Greek word means to show something is true. Jesus has been shown to you. He has been demonstrated to you. He has been revealed to you that he is true. And God did this. How did God do that? By doing miracles and signs and wonders by him. God working through him, miracles and signs and wonders. Jesus attested to you. Now, Peter was giving us this little nugget in the middle of this sermon because he was saying to the crowd, Jesus really is Messiah. And this is how you know. He was wanting the crowd to reflect and to grasp Jesus really is God. And this is how you know. One of my grandchildren shared with me, he said, Grandpa, I've received Jesus into my heart and I never want him to slip out of my grasp again. And the reason I did that, Grandpa, was because On a Sunday morning, this woman had been coming to church and she couldn't walk and she had never been able to walk in her life. And on a Sunday morning, we prayed for her and she walked. And I saw. That miracle, and I begin to think of the other healings that had been happening. I thought, Jesus is real, and I want Him in my life, and I never want Him to slip out of my grasp again. And this grandchild committed to the Lord. Now, we need to reflect on this. Dear ones, it's
0: not the greatness
1: of our programs. It's not the kind of music we sing or how loud the music is we sing. It's about how much Jesus do we have. In our midst. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourself know. See, God wants the men and women to know Jesus is in their midst. He is right here. Now, worship may help you get there. You may do things that help you get there. But listen, the point is, is Jesus in your midst? And if he is, do you just have a form Of godliness? Or do you have Jesus in your midst? And if so, how are they going to know? Well, some will say, well, they will know because you're teaching the truth. Yes, but can I remind you of something? Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 4 said, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the words spoken by angels were steadfast and true, God also, listen, bearing them witness. Both with signs and wonders and diverse miracles of the Holy Spirit according to his will. God, yeah, he wants the preaching of the word, but he wants to confirm it by Jesus in your midst and Jesus doing miracles and signs and wonders. Amen? Come on. Here's what I want us to do. How much Jesus is in your life? How much Jesus is in your life? And would the people around you
0: accuse you of being a Jesus follower?
1: Is there enough evidence in your life that people around you could accuse you of being a Jesus follower?
0: And if so, what evidence would they present? Could they go, look,
1: look, look, look. Look at how much Jesus has worked in his life. Look at the amazing things Jesus has done in her life. Look at the amazing works of Jesus in his life. Another miracle is going to follow this occasion with Peter. And they're going to be brought before the religious rulers, the same ones that sentenced Jesus to death. They're going to be, be, Peter and John are going to be brought before those same leaders. And they're going to look at them. This is what they're going to say. They're going to look at them and they go, wait, 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 wait. These men were with Jesus also, these were Jesus' followers. These were Jesus' followers. And they're doing miracles just like Jesus was doing miracles.
0: We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us. At five four one five six seven four four eight six or email us at info at winacity.com.